0: edge of the headlights podcast and this is our second shot at doing
1: this show how are you doing marty uh feeling deja vu man uh no not not bad uh still catching up
0: it's a saturday today folks just so you know not
1: our normal wednesday no uh I, I don't know I'm gonna so far I'm gonna chalk all of it up to just being the daylight saving times week even the computer didn't want to work but yeah um, let's go with that right, we'll see
0: Well, it is this is basically we're doing Tamino's help home round two right <laughs> the first round it whooped our ass because it would not load up on Wednesday if you're following us on Instagram I posted the picture of the right. video it's just we've been doing this for over a year now and that's the first time like that anything like that has happened
1: yeah. Uh, we we've had issues that that are editable issues yeah. before, but nothing like it just won't load, man. That's uh, yeah, kind of pre- it was it was weird. There was there was a lot of weird actually that that night through that.
0: Yeah, I had cramps in um, both my legs afterwards. It really
1: sucked. Well, even like uh, I was telling my group last night because I all actually listened to the show. Uh, what what was going on with that? I said even looking at. Uh, on the graph, you can see our, our vocal range. It's got the little mm-hmm. ups and downs across the graph, and when you get to the part where you're reading, it, it was super small. Yeah, like a, and you weren't reading it different. You can see right where it started <laughs> and right where it ends because it's like. Ooh, up, 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 And then just tiny little bumps all the way through that whole reading. Like it was barely being picked up. I know. It's, it's, it's just fucking weird.
0: Yeah. But we're going to go and discuss other things before we get into this. We're going to do this whole episode over again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be the same because no one heard the original. So yeah,
1: we can do whatever we want. It, it could be the same. You don't know.
0: I hope not because my legs
1: it after that. Yeah. That, <laughs> I'll be uh, honest. <laughs> A lot of it it may be the same, but yeah. So, have
0: you heard anything interesting in the news? I found something interesting with this Ukraine-Russian thing, and it was French people, which is kind of weird. damn. Yeah, it's... Okay, hang on. Let me bring it up here. It says this was their post on Instagram. Today, the the former head of the French spy agency, DGSE, had said UAPs were detected moving underwater at speeds of sound. That's one mile and four point six nine seconds. Jesus. Yeah, you think they'll leave a big wave on top of the ocean? Wow,
1: how deep would it be? Didn't say that anything about like that. <coughs> <coughs> Just said how fast they're going. Wow. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. That's fucking. Well,
0: bro. there's also been reports in the Ukraine of uh, UAP like fighting Russian tanks. Really. Yeah, it's, like, weird. It's, like, the tri- the typical tri- three lights, triangle shape. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah they've been sightings of that over the battlefields and that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, like, someone calls it the ghost of the Ukraine.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I guess I've seen those stories. I really didn't read into it. I was, like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, no, I did not. Oh, wow, I hadn't seen that at all yet. So,
0: yeah, it's just... The ukraine Russian thing, me and the in laws kind of had a slight discussion last night. Oh. And they're all worried about oh yeah, they're gonna nuke us. And I'm like, Russia will not nuke us. No one's gonna do the nuking because it serves no purpose.
1: I, I don't know. Uh my opinion he I, I don't think they're going to nuke us. <laughs> uh, they they Russia like us as well, even if we don't want to admit it do have small-yield battlefield nukes that we can use. They're not like the massive bombs. Um, I I think Putin may be getting put into a corner right now where he thought he was going to walk in and just take this Mm -hmm. and nobody was going to do anything, and it's not working that way. I, I think he's on edge enough where it would not shock me to see him start using those in parts of Ukraine Which would then trigger a lot of other bad. Uh, I don't know if they're going to launch ICBMs into the U.S. Because that's just complete suicide. Yeah. But uh, I could see him using some of those. Just be like, all right, you know what? Fuck you guys. Nobody's going to come in here. We're going to blow it up. And now it's ours again. (laughs) Because no one's left to tell us no. Well, it would be a different offense
0: than this. Like He came in and took over Chernobyl.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, don't, yeah, I'm like. It took me a minute to figure it out. I'm like, oh, that's because it's a highway that goes right yep. by into the capital. That's why they took that over. Yeah, because I don't, I didn't see any strategic value of taking over Chernobyl. Because yeah, no, I'm going to take over the world's largest. Right, right, right. Unless you
1: Excellent. found a way to weaponize the mutated animals. <laughs> <laughs> Which, ah, that'd be, be it. Fun. Is Russia, man? I don't put we it past. Did so. remember these well, are shot the, you know, riding on
0: bears, so yeah.
1: They say this, these are. This is the bear army, people, man. That's uh. And and the uh, Gorilla Soldier, you know, that's the company that did that kind of stuff. That's, so,
0: an, I never thought of that.
1: Right? Maybe they already know there's
0: something there and they're already weaponizing they, they've it. They've got They just got to domesticate it. They're right, yeah, <laughs> they
1: just got to put the uh, control leash on it. <laughs> Chris, that would be terrifying. The least of my worries at that point would be a triangular UAP coming in. So It's like, holy fuck, man, no, there's a three-headed bear and and, and a whole pack of two-headed wolves that they've got trained
0: That'd be cool. That'd be like, that'd that be like, oh, kill me now. I'd love to
1: see that. Look at this. The future is now. Man, you Jesus. would probably try to end up petting one of them. Oh, Jesus such Christ. a pretty puppy. Uh, this goddamn dog bit me. <laughs> now I'm growing hair. What's going on here? What's it dripping out of its teeth? I think they've become venomous. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. My heart <laughs> feels got,
0: funny. Uh, that'd be kind of cool, like a radioactive werewolf. Oh. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're going after.
1: So, uh, my D&D group, you need to skip over this section. You're not going to hear about the radioactive werewolf until you find it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Apocalypse
0: wolf. There we go. So, we're going to try this whole episode again. We'll get back on track here. Right. We're going to talk about cursed places and or objects. Objects, items, what have you. Yeah. I'll start off first. I'm going to talk, since we're talking about wars and that and possible World War III, I'm going to go with the Amber Room. The Amber Room was lost during World War II. Basically, it goes like this. In the final days of World War II, there was plenty of pillaging of of gold and treasures by both sides, Americans and Germans, who have not. Famous paintings and loot simply disappeared, including an entire room, the Amber Room. It was dubbed the Eighth Wonder of the World and was a gift to Peter the Great in 1716, celebrating peace between Russia and Prussia. I don't think Prussia's around anymore, is that right?
1: Uh, Not really, no. no. It's...
0: Basically, they got a...
1: Yeah.
0: It was adorned floor to ceiling with mosaics and jewels, with walls made from 20 hues of amber, considered a precious commodity back in the day, and from all reports, stunning in its Baroque beauty. See, amber is even
1: really valuable now. Yeah, it's not just the the gem value of it, but all the stuff we have found trapped in amber that mm-hmm. has given us a view into prehistoric times. Yep. Just like I like said, that's the, the 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 gem that had the mosquito from Jurassic Park. Yep. That is amber. And it's,
0: amber, all amber is is petrified tree sap.
1: Yeah. yeah. Basically, from pine trees. Yep and it gives it that gorgeous yellow a whole room done in different hues of that would be, I'm not even a big yellow fan but that would be fucking gorgeous as hell to see in
0: 1941 the Nazis seized control of it and demolished it for safekeeping why would you dismantle something for safekeeping But whatever, whatever after being displayed in a museum in 1943 the Amber Room disappeared, since then people associated with the room have supposedly fallen under its curse The museum curators Alfred Rhodes and his wife died of typhus and their bodies vanished, along with the doctor who signed their death certificate. I still don't get that. Russian General Gusev, who had been linked to the room, also died in a mysterious car crash. Most strangely, George Stein, one of the most prominent amber room hunters, was found dead in a barbarian forest naked with his stomach sliced open with a scalpel. It was done by
1: the radioactive
0: werewolves. That's it. it That's was, proof right it's, there.
1: It's all we've got. It's it's the only logical explanation. Uh, no, it's it's weird though. I mean, just it's it's a lot of people. And, and granted, maybe we're looking at it and and handpicking who was involved and who died mysteriously. Mm-hmm. But it does seem like a lot of weird deaths to be coincidental around that. Yeah. You know, it's a little. A little little, uh, question-raising. But when you look like
0: anything like when you're searching for, like, Nazi's lost treasures, Right.
1: There's supposedly, the
0: mountain, there's a a U.S. Army base in Germany, northern Germany, and one of the mountains there is supposedly one of the last Nazi strongholds. And the supposed rumor is, I've never visited the base. I've just heard stories when I was in the military that occasionally this mountain will, like, you'll hear rumbling, like, explosions coming from this mountain. And supposedly they're from all these tunnels that the Nazis dug, and they booby-trapped them, and occasionally the ordnance will go off after it's tripped. Oh, shit. Just because of its old age. Right. That. But supposedly there's gold up in there and everything, but no one will touch it because of the explosives and their right. guaranteed dolls go off if you go in there.
1: Oh, uh, geez, yeah, because, I mean, anything, any rocks, if it's uh, like that that era of technology, be tripwire, mm-hmm. things like that, any, any of those... Uh, rocks or anything land on that could be triggering it.
0: oh uh, well, no, it's actually inside. It's yeah. out
1: inside the mountain. Yeah. Wait, I'm saying, but oh yeah, you have anything like uh, any kind of displacement of rock in there? If it lands across there, animals in and out, spiders, giant spiders. <laughs> so, yeah, no, and, and the the triggering mechanisms themselves, you find like a lot of landmines still buried from that era mm-hmm. through Europe, and even unexploded bombs people don't want to mess with it because it is so old and fragile who knows what could set it off you know i mean it wouldn't take much
0: no and also too the picture's like if you haven't watched the movie red notice yet with um wonder woman gal gadot ryan reynolds and the rock oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. red notice they got the one of the end scenes there has nazi treasures yep. and i'm like that's what i picture it as right
1: right oh yeah, yeah that was a fun movie actually. oh yeah uh, yeah, so forget, what have you got for
0: cursed stuff
1: uh, this one actually also ties into uh, World War 2 um, the the uh, Emperor Timur uh, started the Timurid Empire he died in 1405 he was part Turk part Mongol and was very proud of that lineage uh, his body after he died was actually interred in Uzbekistan and a jade slab was used uh for for the head of his tomb. Uh and that was actually that jade slab was actually part of Kubik Khan's throne that he had. Uh the the after they put it down as a slab, that actually had people come in and carve all kinds of stuff across the top of it, most of which really boiled down to being Mongolian is awesome. Everyone else sucks. Kiss my ass is well, basically what Mongolians it boils Mongolians are awesome. Down to. They have Huhat. Right? They gave well, that's us awesome Huhat, man. They
0: it's... actually got... Uh, I wish they would get the duck back at Huhat. That'd be oh, awesome. yeah. They don't.
1: Won't probably see it. But, yeah, they also had put a warning on this to keep people from uh, getting into it. And it, uh, the, the curse written on there was, When I arise from this grave, the world will tremble. Now, Stalin, like a a lot of people in that era at that time, were looking for occult items. Uh, Some of it were they were using trying to fill museums. Nazis had a long history of finding occult items. Uh, He had actually uh, sent a group of archaeologists to go down and excavate this because he said, "Mm, I'm not scared of the curse. It's, It's bullshit, just keep people out. So, he sent Kurt, uh, archaeologists down there, June 21st, 1941. They excavate the uh, his tomb, take a bunch of the stuff out of there. Uh, one thing they did take was his skull, and sent that back to Stalin. It's like, ah, oh, here's the great emperor Timur's skull. Now, this is June 21st, 1941. On June 22nd, 1941... Russia got drug into World War II with the Germans the very next day after breaking this thing open and sending a skull back to Stalin's desk. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, they'd uh, fast forward to December 20th of 1942. Thousands and thousands of Russians have died. Germany was waging a, a campaign to march into Stalingrad and try to take over Russia and get them off the board and go back to dealing with uh, the rest of the Allies, Europe, or England, America. But uh, December 20th, 1942, Stalin goes, well, maybe there's something to this. And he has people go back to Uzbekistan to return the skull to the gravesite, because it is still there, the gravesite is still there. So December 20th, 42, he goes in. They send it back in. They say, put it back to rest, seal the thing up. I don't want anything to do with this anymore. Uh, at this point, they're Germans Operation Winter Storm, which was their uh, fight on Stalingrad. Uh, it was uh, the very same afternoon that they returned this skull. The Germans basically got kicked back out of Russia and found out that Russia was not a place you want to fight in the winter unless you're Russian and know the territory. So, yeah, the very same day that they they seal this back up, Germany basically goes, yep, yeah, let's get the hell back out of here. And 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 for the most part, the rest of the war, most of that, they stayed out of Russia. They yeah. lost a lot of people. That winter, it kicked the hell out of them. But, yeah, it's just kind of funny the very same day you seal it back up the generals go. Yep, we're out. We're gone. It's time for us to go.
0: Sorry, I had a text message. Oh, gotcha.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, you know, it, it's not concrete proof that maybe that was there, but let's a lot see, of coincidences. The, the, you know, the the day after you you break into this tomb that says the world is going to tremble, World War II really starts kicking into gear. Maybe you put the skull right back where it belongs, man. So put, put that jade like, thing back where it needs to be, and just walk away.
0: Yeah, but I wonder if they still know where it's at. Maybe they should haul it out again. <laughs> Maybe they did. <laughs> Maybe they did. We don't know. And they found a cure to it. it had, huh? Yeah, it's just weird. All the coincidences and a lot of people like think in the past stuff like that. It's just, but now you have modern day things where it's, stuff still happens like that right. too. Right. Like people modern day like oh don't mess with this don't mess with that yeah yeah bad and things
1: happen and and you do get a lot of those things uh, i'm trying to think of something from even super recently because i know there have been quite a few where it's like oh, if oh you go into, i know one uh, even the demon that, stone that nice yeah
0: that demon stone but like that ice man oh yeah yeah that was found that was they figured out it was murdered and <laughs> yeah. like People have died around him. That mummified corpse, like yeah, the, that was Swiss
1: Alps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's found up in the Alps. Yeah,
0: and he was murdered for goats. Goats.
1: Yeah. Hey, I mean that's that's good
0: money, man. Well, You're in the Swiss Alps. Yeah, now yeah, true. It's your lifeblood too. So.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there was a lot of deaths linked around that of people that were involved with taking the body down, and yeah, just oof.
0: Yeah, you just. I didn't bring that
1: one up. I should have. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, because I've seen that story, and I was looking at it too. But yeah, things like that. It's you get to a certain level where you go, well, this almost belies the the credibility of it just being coincidence to some extent. You know, I mean, it's you start getting that many people that were involved with it, and I think uh, some of those things end up being simply where they are. Yeah. Uh, uh Tutankhamun yep. is, is a good example of this. Uh they, they opened this tomb up, hasn't been opened for thousands of years. Very quickly afterwards a lot of the people that were involved with opening it uh got sick and died. Um the the reality is there's a lot of bacteria in there.
0: Oh yeah, a lot of it. it hasn't been like yeah. There's bacteria in that we haven't even been exposed right. to and it's just like it's like, ooh.
1: You're yeah. Feeding and, frenzy. Yeah. No, our our bodies aren't used to it. Uh, things like any kind of like uh, mold type fungus. Yeah, it's just sitting there growing. They, there's there's no airflow. It just builds up and builds up and builds up, and it's in such a concentrated blast. Like they said, a lot of those when they opened them, they were pretty airtight because yeah. they would get hit with that. Different. It's kind of like when you walk into say like a, a big mall. there's that differing air pressure and it's the same kind of thing and they basically just got blasted in the face with pollen bacteria filled air and especially at that time they're not really prepared or aware of that kind of thing and they're like oh it's just musty smelling yeah it's like oh musty
0: smelling is a sign of you're going to be dead (laughs) old
1: old mummies are here smells like money (laughs) dead you know I mean it's (laughs) yeah it's stuff that was still a, a a Burgeoning science at that point that we really didn't know a lot of that stuff and how that worked. Yeah, but yeah, there's things like that where it's like I don't know how much of a curse was there, and how much of it was just it's it's a natural thing that's going to happen when you're opening up
0: well something I, that old. Since you're talking about Tutankhamun, I actually have a cursed mummy story here. Ah, did you know that the Titanic, the sinking of the Titanic, was blamed on a mummy,
1: a curse. I, I have heard that, yes.
0: I'm going to tell you, this is by uh, Mr. Deem. He's a guy who studies mummies and that. I can't remember his first name. I had misplaced my piece of paper, but here goes to tell. <laughs> According to some sources, when an Egyptian princess named Amin Ra died some 3,500 years ago, she was laid in an ornate wooden coffin and buried deep in the vaults of Luxor on the banks of the Nile. In late 1890, four rich young Englishmen visited the excavation at Luxor and were invited to buy an exquisitely fashioned mummy case containing the remains of Princess of Amendra. They drew lots. The man who paid several thousand pounds and had, well, okay, the man who won paid several thousand pounds and had the coffin taken to his hotel. A few hours later, he was seen walking out towards the desert. He never returned. The next day, one of the th- remaining three men was accidentally shot. His arm was so severely wounded that it had to be amputated. The third man found on his, found on his, on his return home that the bank holding his entire, entire savings had failed. The fourth man suffered a severe illness, lost his job, and reduced to begging in the street. Nonetheless, the mummy in its coffin reached England, causing other misfortunes along the way, where it was bought by a London businessman, after three of his family members had been injured in a road accident and his house damaged by a fire, the businessman donated to the British Museum. As the coffin was being unloaded from a truck in the museum courtyard, the truck suddenly went into reverse and trapped a passerby. Then as the casket was being lifted up the stairs by two workmen, one fell and broke his leg, the other apparently in perfectly health, died unaccountably two days later. Once the princess was installed in the Egyptian room trouble continued. The museum's night watchmen frequently heard frantic hammering and sobbing from the coffin. Other exhibits in the room were awful, also often hurled about at night. One watchman died on duty, causing the other watchman to quit. Cleaners refused to go near the princess, too. Eventually, the museum sold the unlucky mummy to a private collector who tried to have the mummy exercised. When they could not arrange it, he sold it for a handsome price to an American archaeologist who dismissed the happenings as quirks of circumstance.
1: Ah, we're cocky bastards, aren't oh, we? Oh, yes,
0: we are. Haven't you seen <laughs> the old movies? Like, it's always, if you have a Western movie, it's like The Mummy, perfect example. Right. The Americans are out shooting everybody else. Everybody's like,
1: don't do that. That ain't going to work. It's hold just, up now. Hold, hold up. up. <laughs> we have a book. Read the book. <laughs> Here, here's a scarab. Use this. The
0: new order arranged for the <clears throat> Unlucky Mummy to be shipped to New York aboard a sparkling new White Star liner about to make its maiden voyage. On the night of April 14th, amid scenes of unprecedented horror, the Princess of Amun-Ra accompanied 1,500 passengers to their death at the bottom of the Atlantic. Of course, the name of the ship was Titanic. The Unlucky Mummy had struck again for the final time.
1: So I'm, I'm saying uh, w- when, when they uh, set the Titanic 2 to sail... Because they are planning a second Fuck Titanic. That. Who the
0: hell would even get on that damn thing?
1: I, I, I sure as hell wouldn't. But let's make sure we don't put a mummy on it. Then, if this is the case, yeah. <laughs> just, just saying. Let, let's stick to the uh, well, Southern Atlantic now, for it, one. Okay.
0: Now, let me get this right. Titanic came from America to England, or England to America?
1: Uh, I believe it was coming back from England to America. Okay, that's what makes sense. Yeah.
0: But is this actually the story of the unlucky mummy true? perhaps there's we got 50 50 shot there is an unlucky mummy at the british museum but it has no name only a number the number is 22542 more important number 22542 isn't even a mummy at all but the lid of an inner coffin and there's nothing unlucky about it according to one of the foremost authors on the subject of mummies, carol andrews in the book egyptian mummies although the mummy was reported to be aboard titanic The coffin lid hasn't left British Museum since it was delivered about 1889. Andrew writes that the lid has never brought ill luck or caused death. Professor Bob Breyer, in his book The Encyclopedia of Mummies, explains the beginning of the hoax this way. The story was initiated early this century by Douglas Murray and T.W. Steed, two Englishmen who claimed they knew of a mummy brought to England and placed in the drawing room of an acquaintance. The morning after the mummy arrived, everything breakable in the room was destroyed. The mummy was moved to several rooms in the house, each time with the same results. Soon after these supposed events, Murray and Steed visit the first Egyptian room of the British Museum, where they saw the coffin lid of a, princess, of a princess Amun. They decided the face on the lid was that of a tormented soul and told this to the newspapers, which were eager to print sensational stories, especially about mummies and curses, Soon, the coffin became identified with the destructive mummy, so the story is clearly a hoax. By what this guy says, right. if you go to the British Museum, you will find number two two five four two in the Egyptian mummy room on the second floor. I guess so we got to go to London, dude.
1: They, they don't even have the whole treat; they just have the Snickers wrapper. It, it's yeah. not even the whole candy, man. Ah, uh, that's freaking hilarious, man. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty wild. The, the just- world at that time, dude. They went Egypt crazy. Oh yeah. Like everyone started sending people down there and and the whole world was hungry for any piece of of Egyptian artifact they could find whether it be just a a the, the the piece that everybody wants is is a full mummy sarcophagus everything but yeah any any little jewelry anything they found man museums and private collectors were picking up and I I I believe there was like a huge uh black market black market on not even just actual artifacts but faked bullshit that they were selling to people in europe and the uk or us (laughs) i'm like oh yes we found this in here and it was just shit that people had made but they didn't know any better like oh it looks egyptian yeah that's great because the reason i've read this story folks is because
0: i heard this like several years ago yeah yeah i mean i heard this on like it was, maybe it, was, it was something similar to Coast to Coast. It yeah, was right yeah. before podcasting became big. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's fucking cool as shit. Is that true? Right. And then I turn down and I go, D-d-d-d-d-d. And I'm like, oh, man,
1: that sucks. Yeah, because <laughs> so I remember seeing it in, in one of those magazines from way back, like Skeptic Magazine. They, had a, they used to have a whole bunch of magazines that were all on just paranormal, weird shit that would go like into the Like Magazine? Yeah. And I, I think that's where I originally saw that story. So I was like oh my god that's insane why is the shows not talking about that <laughs> There's man, because it's, they're not talking because it's about bullshit it. man they know it was bullshit it, it sells you know especially I'm sure at the time it would oh yeah things like that sold papers left and right so it's just wild yeah
0: so what else have you got?
1: Well, I don't know, man. we just just—I'm
0: sorry, folks, if we sound like you are kind of just showing it. We're kind of off rhythm here because it, right, we're redoing the same program the episode, and it's just hard because we've already talked about all this right, stuff, and we're it, it trying are, to do it <laughs> right.
1: And there are little things that that I, I maybe wanted to say in the last recording of this, but didn't, and then I'm remembering them now. But no, like like uh, I, I think that's uh, like that activity being around the mummy. Mm-hmm. Is a pretty common thing you see even now in modern day objects that are supposed to be haunted, cursed. Uh Famous ones like uh, Robert the Doll,
0: yeah,
1: uh, Annabelle. Not the big porcelain in the film Annabelle. Annabelle is actually just a rag doll. Raggedy actually, it's yeah, a raggedy it's a rag doll. Ann. Yep. it's a big raggedy Ann doll. Don't be wrong. The the movie version, yeah, it's a creepy looking one and certainly more terrifying than just. The real Raggedy Hands. I don't animal. know a Raggedy Ann attached trying oh, to, yeah, try to no, kill no, I I anything mean, seeing some fancy dancy...
0: But yeah, like every,
1: every year we're seeing like different uh say antique shops, uh curio stores that have things that get caught on their cameras. And a lot of it involves shit getting knocked off of mm-hmm. and and I think there is something to some of those cases of haunted cursed objects. Yep. I think I think it's like a, a haunted house itself. Objects too will also suck in that, that psychic energy given off by people. And I think there's possibility some of them are actually to some extent a possessed item. Um we're not gonna get into Annabelle and that kind of stuff because everybody kinda knows the story. If you're into that kind of thing, you've already you know the basic story of it. But uh, yeah, there there's a pile of items like that. Like I said, there's video footage comes out all the time on security cameras in these stores where it's like this thing I'm, keeps keeps the, getting the, knocked off a shelf.
0: The funny one, that it's not funny, it's actually pretty scary if you really think about. It. There's like um, a security camera in a nursing home with that black with a black security guard. Oh yeah, yeah. and he, you see the videos pointing at his desk where he's yep. got his, he's doing his job. All of a sudden, he just stands up and kind of looks. And he's watched something go by. You see, like this blur, and he throws yeah. a phone book at it. Yeah, it was <laughs> and tossed, they ask but... him, "What you see?" I'm like, "Dude, I seen a ghost walking
1: by." The coolest thing with that story is, like, the dude stayed at his post. Yeah, and it, it happened multiple nights, and it got to a point where he would just kind of be like, "Hey," as it walked by, he's like, mm. "And it's like, man, you guys trained that guy well, man. He's he's like, no, I'm not leaving my post. See, so I'm not going to mess with it, because uh,
0: that's what's running this tangent about ghosts and that." I would like to do the resident area over here. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah, Yes, because yeah. I've heard stories coming out of there. Right. I don't think they'll let us do it, but they got new owners, but I might have to
1: ask anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, worst case scenario, we get told no. We get a- we can ask for
0: anonymous stories. I'm like, do you have a story? Because right. some of the stuff I heard coming out of there, and uh, actually had something happen to my mom. Really? I tell you that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was in one of the rooms... When she was recovering after surgery and she's heard her name and she looked around she's in her room door closed yeah and there's no one there and she heard her names point blank she thought nothing of it like an hour or so later same thing happened
1: uh, so weird yeah that is really weird
0: but there's like been piece of like therapy equipment up there there that, that they found like they knew it was dry they come back in the morning and it's wet
1: yeah
0: and I'm like that's pretty fucking cool. I'm like,
1: yeah, it's it's kind of wild. And there's man. that it's, it's like there's, no,
0: there's that hospital up there. Yeah, has apartments, so I would like to go through that. And, uh,
1: oh yeah, no, I've I've known people that have, have lived up there, and they'll.
0: I lived there for a while, and nothing ever happened. Yeah, to me, right.
1: but, I know I people that hear people walking around on some of the floors that aren't being used. Mm-hmm. Just footsteps up there, and the doors to them are locked. Security doors to them are locked. You can't get up there and maybe it is just coincidence of uh
0: because i actually approached the new owners about that and they're like nope i'm like
1: oh jesus come on all right <laughs> there, there's plenty of people that may want to come up here because it's we may but, make uh, money off it move, i'm just saying hills. man i'm just saying <laughs> uh yeah oh god no i'm i'm glad i don't know of anything like to the to the level of waverly hills around here thank god but that place scares me, and I've never been down there, but there's enough shit that's been at that place. It's that not going to
0: happen. Nothing bad ever happens when you talk about that stuff. Yeah, right. Nothing
1: ever awful happens. Uh, but, no, <laughs> uh, going back to uh, curse stuff, I, I have a million ghost stories, but we're going to save that for, for an actual ghost episode. Uh, but uh, Haven't we done one of those yet? I it, Kind of. We've done some, uh, but nothing. Okay, I'm nothing sorry. Get back.
0: Let's get back on topic here.
1: But... Uh, Uh, no, uh, I was going to go into the crying boy paintings. Uh, they have been popping up since the fifties. Uh, and they're a bunch of different prints. The thing they all have in common is they all feature this young boy who seems to be crying. Uh, no matter what the the rest of the painting is, that's kind of the focal point is this sad boy. Uh, like I said, they've been popular since the fifties. A lot of England places had them. Houses had a bunch of them. Uh, During the the mid-80s, there was stories started popping out that there were like house fires. Either living rooms burned down, whole house burns down, but these paintings were relatively untouched. They would be laying face down on the floor, not burnt maybe a little singy on the uh, back of them and and the the uh london sun which is a big tabloid grabbed onto this story and started getting interviews from all these people who supposedly had house fires and all that all revolving around these paintings and so people started believing that the paintings themselves are cursed and they can't be burned because they're starting the fires, there's something evil imbued in them in the sad boy that's there uh the sun actually had a big thing going where it's like if you want to send us your your paintings, send them here, we're going to burn them all in a bonfire and rid rid the island of of this uh evil, and they actually ended up getting like twenty five hundred prints of these these crying boy photos or paintings. And they did have a giant bonfire proving that, yes, they will burn. um, And there's a giant 2,500 pile of them. Yeah. Uh, Now, uh, somebody with the BBC did do investigating into these things, and they found that there was a a coating that was put on them, a sealant, that was actually a flame-retardant material, so it caused them to burn slower. Uh, A lot of them were found face down, which is why they weren't burnt when they got in the fire. That heat and everything goes up. It was enough to burn the the rope and stuff hanging them onto the wall, and they would plop to the ground and not be burnt to pieces. And they got really fast firemen. (laughs) Well, that, and I I would imagine those that did burn up, you you didn't find any evidence of them being there because (laughs) they were burnt to a crisp. But it spreads like a fine story. Uh, The reality is there probably isn't any curse on them. But, the the most interesting thing of this story to me is the background behind the story. Yeah, you
0: told me this, and I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: there, there was, around this time, another uh, reporter who was trying to figure out who this boy was, who was doing these paintings. Now, they were supposedly painted by a uh, Giovanni Bregolin. That is a fake name. Uh, They were actually being done by an artist named uh, Bruno Amarillo. And he was putting these out because they started selling. And the money he was getting there was good enough to supplement his real art career that he was working on. Um, Now, uh, apparently, the story is there was a young boy in Italy named Don Benio. Who was orphaned when his whole family other than him died in a fire well everybody who seemed to take him in mysterious fires would start in their houses in their farms and eventually nobody would deal with him they just basically forced him into being a street urchin well the uh, bruno amarillo the artist had seen this boy and decided to take him in and used him as an inspiration for these paintings that they made all these prints off of but <laughs> <laughs> uh, eventually There's his, always a damn butt right there. and no me wrong, I love butts but yes, this, we this, do. this is this is a, this is a hot butt uh yeah apparently nothing but a hot butt uh, right well yes good god uh, yes yeah that's true but uh, but yeah uh, apparently at, at some point his Art studio also burnt to the ground, and uh, he he was left off. And the the Don Bernio, the the young boy, who was a bit older at this time, finally just said, "I'm leaving." He disappeared. No one had any uh, word of him, trace of him for years. Uh, and then later, years later, seventies, eighties, there was a shack up in outside of a town. That was burnt to the ground. They found a body in it. And apparently the ID in the wallet was Don Benio. And he had died in this fire. Uh, which to me is is really kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, if That's for good. no other reason than y- you have the story of these house fires and this painting. Which is based off of this boy. Which was happening before this... Uh, reporter actually dug in to find the story behind this boy yeah but there again you also run the risk of at this point have are the people down there just saying this story to help hype up uh, the the wave of craziness that was going around these things and popularizing there is no paper trail really to to track down whether that story is true or not just reports from the reporter who interviewed people, but I do find it very interesting. It's like mm, that is that is odd. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, no, that that's the part of that story I really enjoy. I'm like, oh, well, that is a little strange.
0: Well, then you got like the, like the the boy, the crying boy, the one you just said talking about, right? Yeah. You also got It Follows. That's oh, yeah. a, another popular supposedly cursed painting. Yeah. That's mass produced.
1: Yeah, there's, there's a few of them, actually, that pop up into cursed painting territories. There's uh the uh, Anguish Man. The anguish Man is another one. That's just one. a creepy-looking picture. It is, it is a creepy- I, I like that picture. Yeah. Because it is a little- just just We're not weird, putting it man, up in my house, so. Yeah, I, I don't know if she would let I, you.
0: But... I just think this is too much in the house right now. Stupid, right. Good she doesn't know that I say, <laughs> She
1: not know. As long as you keep it turned around, she's never going to notice. The backside's worse. Well, if you're paying attention to it, yeah, <laughs> if it you is. just sneak in here once in a while and walk back out.
0: What I'm talking about is like on Instagram, I posted a picture of the Ouija board. Yeah. Well, yep. I've made this Ouija board. Right. I'll tell you, it's on the backstory. I may have mentioned it, but this is a Ouija board I got out of a coffee table. I, it's a coffee table I yep. got out of a half burnt out orphanage when I was in the Louisiana station in the Army. Because I was in the Army, you get bored on the weekends instead of drinking all the damn time, which most military do. I went out cruise yeah, cruised lot. the countryside. With and I found this, I'm like, oh. But I was on Instagram today, hopefully if this goes out, I'll put you I'll show you what's on the back side of this Ouija uh, yeah. board. And this is what came with it. And the dogs are barking. <laughs> For no apparent reason I talk about Ouija boards and the cursed, dogs are barking.
1: Cursed dogs. Yeah. So but we don't wh- have any dogs. We got rid of our dogs a week ago. Oh
0: God, no. No, yeah. The dogs are barking. We're talking about Ouija boards. That's right. not a good sign. Just, just saying. Hang on, folks. And also, folks, here if you hear voices in the background, my wife and kids just show back up. Yeah, yeah. So but also like there's like paintings are cursed, but I found jewelry I find is another thing like since we're talking about Egypt and that. Yeah. Jewelry is a big thing that's always known to be cursed. And everybody's heard about the Hope Diamond and right. all that. But I found this cool one called the Cursed amethyst the cursed amethyst ever since it was stolen out of india during the rebellion of 1857 this amethyst has brought its owners nothing but despair and devastation known as the cursed amethyst and it's or in a bit of a misnomer the delphi purple sapphire yeah and i've seen pictures of this they yeah. got a black and white picture from it. it's just badass yeah Lord. it's wicked the stone now resides in the vault of Natural History Museum in London. Again, a connection in London. Yep. Alongside with other precious stones as a Martin meteor, Martian meteorite and Medusa, a Medusa emerald, which is really cool Yours, yeah. Look
1: Did you look that up yeah. from last week? Oh, my God,
0: yeah. That'd be like That's,
1: a real... I just want that like hanging on my wall. Right, it's freaking amazing. It's Give me al- a good copy of it, even. It doesn't have oh, to yeah. be actual. Just no. make it look like it.
0: The owner of the cursed amethyst, his last owner, had locked it away within several different boxes in a bank safe, where it, had not, it was not to be removed until three years after his death. This is a story Oof. of why. A, bank, a Bengal Cavalryman named Colonel W. Ferris is thought to have brought the amethyst to England after it was stolen out of a temple of Indra in Kanpur. Yet the beautiful violet stone's sinister nature was soon manifested when he'd lost just about everything he owned and his health de- deteriorated the same misery happened to his son who inherited the stone so he gave it to a friend who subsequently committed suicide in an unsettling twist the friend had willed the stone back to the son who found the amethyst returned to him now with a body count to its legend and this person that received it it was named edward heron allen in 1890 Aaron Allen was an ambitious man with an insatiable quest for knowledge, having written books on violin-making, palmistry, and translations of Arabic literature. Yet he soon found himself rattled by a series of disasters. Perhaps not making the connection to his recent acquisition, he gave the stone to a friend who was a singer who suddenly found her voice dead and gone, and she never sang again. That would just suck, especially back in 1890. That's like a big moneymaker back right oh, yeah, then. Oh, that's just wild.
1: Good God.
0: Desperate to be rid of the thing, Heron Allen tossed it into the Regent Canal. Yet three months later, after having been Yeah, yet three months later, after having been rescued from the depths by a dredger, a dealer gave it back to him. Heron Allen declared the amethyst cursed and stained with wood, and he had it secreted away in a bank vault with seven locked boxes. Three years after his death, in nineteen forty three, as he instructed his daughter unlocked the amethyst and gave it to the museum. Although accompanied by a letter that cautions against the lilac stone's history of evil, reportedly saying, "Whoever shall open it shall first read out this warning and do it. Then do as he pleases with the jewel." My advice to him or hers to cast it into the sea. The amethyst went on display in the National Museum of history in 2007, set within a ring of silver, with two scarab beetles, beetle beads decorating one end. Yet some believe the curse has yet to be faded. Cur- Curator Richard Steven. States in this museum's secrets video from the History Channel that on coming with the amethyst from the symposium of Harry Allen Society, we drove through the most amazing storm we ever witnessed. Lightning was flashing on both sides of the car, and the wife was shouting at me, Throw the damn jewel away, you shouldn't have brought it. Anytime it happened to attend subsequent meetings, it got violent.
1: <sighs> That's just crazy, man. And I don't know if uh, dumping in the sea is going to do you any good, man. No. Lose it in a river, it, it, it winds its way into of all. You gotta the think that canal probably got like five
0: layers oh, of yeah.
1: five feet of mud. I mean, I mean it's it's a good sized jewel. Don't get me wrong, but you're looking at a it's river well as big as your palm. Yeah, but it's a whole ass river that you've randomly thrown. A dredger finds it up, takes it to a jeweler, who let's be honest, in that city there are tons of jewelers. Happens to be the one who knows you. And knows it's yours. To bring it back to you. Yeah. That's... That goes beyond most most uh, idea of uh, coincidence to me. It's like it found its way home.
0: See, you know, something like this, I could actually, if they did take it from a religious temple, I could see it being uh, yeah. I'm like, why would you do that? Right. It's somebody's religious artifact. There's a lot of thought put into that. A right. lot of karma, let's say. It's pushed toward that as... Receiver starts to talk to their god,
1: yeah.
0: Don't do that. It's like the Hope Diamond was supposedly taken out of a Hindu temple, too.
1: Yeah, and and like India is to me a very spiritual, mystical place. They have a lot of strong belief in this stuff, yes, they do. Uh, and and that does, I think, affect things. Um, it's no different than people believing in the power of prayer. I am not a religious person. But I do believe that if you have enough people who do believe and send that energy out in prayers, it can... Manifest. ...change something that's going on. It's just part of that stuff we don't understand. And when you put that kind of faith and belief into a a statue, basically, of a a god, it was, what, Indra? Indra. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of faith and energy that gets put into that. And then you go in with colonialism at its finest and that's what happened at this yep. era is they just kind of plundered what they thought belonged to them because this is our area now and yep. we need that that's going to look really good sitting on, on my desk
0: yep or on my mantle on yep, my yep. fireplace yep.
1: in my private collection it's tea time boys no no it's, it's time to lose your fortune and have this goddamn thing because, like, following like the
0: Hope Diamond. Everybody's talked about that. That that's to me that deserves like, second place. I think this cursed amethyst yes. is is more interesting because the Hope Diamond's like it's gone through stages and that, it, right? But if you really dig into it, most people have died of natural causes or yeah. said
1: it's. The Hope Diamond is is the big one, I think, because a lot more famous people came in contact with that diamond. Yeah. I remember as a little kid, late 70s, early 80s, it became a big story again because I think around that time it had passed into someone else's possession at a museum or somebody had taken it. Yep. And it became a big story again. But, yeah, when you really look to a lot of the uh, incidents involved with it, they're they're pretty tenuous at best uh, for some of the... uh, Horrible deaths and incidents. Then you have like it. also
0: like when you talk about Hollywood too. Hollywood's just weird. Holly, I like, don't call Hollywood Hollywood. It's called it's, Holly Weird it, for it a reason, is. because it is. there is so much like like we were saying like with temples and that. There is so much energy ball. Yes. it's just weird. Like James Dean's car, little right. bastard.
1: Right. Uh, it, it makes me sad because it's it's a five fifty Porsche, and I love Porsches. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean it's it's. That thing was was doomed to, to be his, his downfall. And like, it you was. mentioned
0: something about Alec Guinness. Was yes.
1: Uh, him and Alec Guinness actually knew each other. Alec Guinness, anybody who doesn't know... Uh, Don't Alec listen to podcast it's Star Wars. Right, they <laughs> probably joking. are. But it, it, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi, the original Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he, him and James were at an event together, and he's like, oh, Alec, you got to come see my new car. This thing is fucking amazing. And, and Alec came out, looked at it, and just had a horrible feeling. Alec Guinness self-admits that he, he has a lot of little voices in his head that would kind of push him towards things, and he tended to listen to them after they had gone wrong or right. And he basically told James, he said, Jimmy, sell this car tomorrow. If you don't, you are going to be dead within a week. This thing is going to kill you. Sell it. And James like yeah okay like he's like I'm not kidding, this car is going to be the end of you. in In a week, you'll be dead. You need to sell this, get something different. Well, as history shows, James Dean did not. Uh, <laughs> car wrecked and killed him instantly. Uh, the car, even afterwards, different people have picked it up and bought pieces of it, tried to restore it. And there have been deaths that have followed, accidents that have followed those people. And I think at at one point it was going on a tour around the country. Yeah,
0: and it fell off the truck. It fell off the truck.
1: Uh, And I think eventually it, quote, disappeared. And I actually believe somebody probably put it into a private collection and put it away somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Is what I believe happened. Because you don't lose. They're not a a large car, but it's still a fucking car. You you don't just lose a, a... Silver 550 Spider. Well,
0: it's also too like a lot of people like and like airplanes. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of times where airplane wrecks the what paces are salvageable. After, like to say for a 737 yes. Boeing, that piece where that airplane crashed will get put in as a replacement part because they're expensive. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Some of them parts are really fucking expensive.
1: Yeah, it, it's cheaper to take a piece of sheet metal that's still good off this one. Yeah. Instead of paying somebody to form it, rivet yep. it. And
0: it's like, oh, this will fit. Just put a couple of rivets. It's good. But there's been reports of like airplanes that have had parts from crash planes that are flying, and people see like ghost stewardess yep. or ghost pilots, and I'm like,
1: fuck that shit. Yeah, and and I mean, uh, if if people die on that wreck again, there there you have that case of that energy in in a sudden instant of of emotional blast yep. of they know they're gonna die. I I think that does get imprinted on things. See, but I have a question now, since talking about right. airplanes.
0: What if you die of a heart attack while you're flying in an airplane? Does your ghost stay in the sky, or <laughs> does it stay in the <laughs>
1: seat that you died? <laughs> you're, you're stuck at work the rest of your life flying no! planes. God, that, that is always the worst. I actually, this is, this is horrible. I worked at a place, and we had this older guy that worked there, and we worked overnight. And he was notorious for taking longer breaks. I mean, it's like 2 in the morning, he's old. And there was one night, uh, one one of the ladies went in there. And he was still sitting in the break room, and they were like, "Man, we got to get back to work. You got to get off your ass." He had had a heart attack. Oh,
0: good lord! Yeah,
1: and and <laughs> didn't make it. And it was really sad. And all of us were like, "Oh my god, are you kidding me?" Your cops came out of emergency. But yeah, my my thought was, Jesus, I don't want to die at work, man. If if you turn into a ghost, the last place I want to be stuck haunting is my shitty job that I don't like here. You know, and it was a horrible job. I was like, oh, man, the rest of eternity you're stuck in this place. That would be awful. Yeah. I, that would be horrible.
0: Yeah, I was like I used to work at a cheese plant. I would take a diet that job. That would mm.
1: suck. Yeah, this was also a food plant. So, I mean. Oh, it's, Jesus. Yeah, let's, let's, let's be honest. I think anything involved with food prep or, in or anything like that, if you're involved with it, God bless you because, uh, Jesus, man, I can't do it. I just can't do it. It's just horrifying. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's, there there are quite a few cases. And they're not as publicized. If you're already into weird stuff, you come across it more than you see. But, yeah, there are a lot of cases of, of like, airplanes having weird stuff like that. Even, like, tales out of World War II with some of these planes that they would salvage an engine off of this one that had been shot down. Seeing ghost co-pilots. Appearing, uh, walking up, you know the the back of the P thirty eight, and it's like that, that that's uh, Johnson. Johnson didn't make it back from the last flight. <laughs>
0: See, but now it's okay. We're kind of on the ghost thing, but right. this kind of falls into the curse things. There's that YouTube video out there at that one of these international airports, uh, and they showed this. Basically, there's not a train. Okay, if you go to an airport, they have the from the airport. The airplane. There's that escalator walkway or whatever. Yep, the big
1: walkways. And
0: they show somebody. The plane's not hooked up to this walkway. And they show people yes. walking up and down on this walkway that's extended to nothing. They walk yeah. to
1: nothing. Yeah, there are people leaving and going. No, to... they're just
0: they're just going one way. They're going toward like an airplane. I was thinking right? there was. There might be but they're like but yeah, it's and they try to disprove it well it's the people in the background no the escalator the walkway goes down to the plane and you're always elevated above yep. the plane so in case it crashes it doesn't less chance of you dying
1: yeah no uh the, the first part of that video i'm like uh, what the fuck are we looking at yeah it's people walking in a walkway who gives a shit and then it pans over and it's like there's no place they're not walking to anywhere why are there that many people what is going on here are they all just Clumping up at the end, what that's not how that works. They don't let you on there if there's nothing hooked up to it. Yeah, I've been to plenty of airports, you don't get to just walk down onto a runway. That's, yeah, like, that's a wild, yeah, because it also points
0: to the, what we're going to lead into next. is where like there's a lot of thought, like if it's something you do repetitively, and right, actually, you can put that thought out there to manifest what you want. So if these people, like, oh, I had a good time. That's a, that's a it's not like. Ghosts aren't always about good things. Right. And they're not, sorry, they're not always about bad things. They're also about good things. Yeah. Because it shows like little kids. You can tell from the heights where you were adults and the kids. Yeah. Maybe the kids are going to Disneyland. They're all excited. That's right. like a lot of energy to put out
1: there. Yeah. And it gets recorded into that area. Yeah. I mean, it's That'd be a
0: really sucky place to have your ghost. I do want to walk. To a right. and never get
1: to. There again, I, I think with some of those, it, it may not be an intelligent conscious thought it's just that replay of of that energy that was going through that walkway see now since you're talking about energy i'm gonna get to my point finally here
0: (laughs) i do have a point today there's a lot of energy about this one poem i am going to read a lot of people say it's cursed and funky shit happens afterwards i can this is an urban legend and right i'm just gonna say this we've already recorded this episode once and i've read this poem out loud yes and some funky-ass shit tried to... some a shit. A lot of shit happened when we tried to upload this. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to read this poem again and see if it uploads. If not, we're going to seriously have a missing episode in season two. Yeah. And the name of this poem is Tamino's Hell. And this is the English translation from the Japanese version. Yeah. If you don't want to listen to this, fast forward a couple minutes, because it's been supposedly if you listen to it, you have health problems or so on and so right, forth. Right, right. So that's our disclaimer. If you don't want to listen to this, this is your last warning. Fast forward at least three minutes and you should be good.
1: Skip ahead a
0: little bit. right, here we go, folks. Tomino's Hell. Elder sister vomits blood, younger sister breathing fire, while sweet young Tomino just spits up the jewels. All alone does Tomino go falling into that hell, a hell of utter darkness without even flowers. Is Tamino's big sister the one who whips him? The purpose of scourging hangs dark in his mind. Lashing and thrashing, ah, but never quite shattering. Once your sure pass to Avice, the eternal hell. Into the blackest of hell guide him now, I pray to the golden sheep, to the nightingale. How much did he put in that leather polish to prepare for his trek to the eternal hell? Spring is coming, to the valley, to the woods, to the spiraling chasms of the blackest hell. The nightingale in her cage, the sheep aboard the wagon, the tears well up in his eyes. Oh, sweet little Tomino. Sing, O nightingale, in the vast, misty forest. He screams, he only misses his little sister. His wailings desperate echo, echo throughout hell. A foxy peony opens its golden petals. Down past the seven mountains, the seven rivers of hell, the solitary journey of sweet little Tomino. If in this hell they be found, may they then come to me. Please, those sharp spikes of punishment from Needle Mountain. Not just on some empty whim. It's fear, flesh pierced with blood red pins. They serve as hellish signposts for sweet little Tomino. And that's the poem that's supposed to be cursed. And we'll see if we're testing. I'm testing a servant legend. Hopefully I don't right. get cramps after I like get the last time I read it. Uh, yeah.
1: No. Uh, uh, it is one that I have always kind of dismissed. <laughs> but uh, after after the first attempt at this show and just everything like right at the end of there just not working right to double thigh cramps um out of nowhere on you
0: yeah that sucked Uh,
1: (laughs) to everything like i said even even the sound recording in that section is just
0: it was just there's
1: something there was something there maybe it was just an off night i don't know but it seems like it's really off uh but yeah, that's uh, that was written I think back in the 30s. Right, yeah, there's a, like a Japanese. That,
0: yep, Japanese. And now it's just recently with all the internet and that, like the last five years, Yo, or so, yeah. it's really blowing up. Yeah,
1: it, it's somebody's discovered it again, and yeah, with the proliferation of, of internet, it has kind of blown up again as a big uh, a curse deal.
0: Sorry about that, folks. But we had chaos and two at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Someone came to the door, <laughs> and the dogs were like, oh,
1: "New person! Yay!" uh damn animals
0: no but every time like with this, this tamino's hell home there's been a lot of stuff put into it i it's an urban legend i'm we're gonna test it out right just like bloody mary i want to test that one out and yeah you're yeah, yeah. gazing i don't know if i really actually want to do that because that kind of creeps me out
1: oh where the staring at it for yeah i don't yeah. yeah
0: my mind doesn't work right like normal people so I'd right right some, I,
1: i've never done it because I, I get bored um but, <laughs> what do you got ADHD or what no it's just like I, I don't I don't usually look at myself in a mirror period which explains a lot but uh yeah to sit there and stare at my face for like five minutes and I'm just like no no
0: uh but yeah
1: no it's uh there's it, a lot of those urban legends I I, I I can see where they get their start mm-hmm. um and and what makes them keep going on is because they are just enough believability to them to be like, yeah. Oh yeah, I heard that was down the down the road. There's always down. that kernel of truth right. somewhere. It's
0: like we'll take the vampire legend. There's the reason the whole vampire legend i not saying there could possibly be vampires. I'm right. not arguing that, but I'm saying the original legend was started back in Greece because it was believed if you had the eye of a bat and you could become invisible. Yeah. And these people are like, ooh, they're on a necklace or something. That's how the vampirism got started because people were taking all these
1: bad eyes and trying to be invisible but really stinky jewelry that yeah, really yeah. suck. It was not. It was just uh animal parts. Yeah. But it, it is what it is. But yeah, no, uh I right, said so that that's where what drags a lot of them along is that that believability. Like every every place has had a story of the town next over that had this go on. Well, that happens all over the country because that's how that story works. It wasn't in my town, but that one over there, I heard that's where it happened. Yeah, and and there is just enough believability there for it to kind of grow into what it is. The story goes down and down and down, and like I think I think even every town kind of has some of their own, even like little urban legend ghost houses things mm-hmm. like that where it's like oh yep. man this place oh i've heard from my older brother and his friends and, <laughs> yeah and that story goes for decades yeah like, it just <laughs> evolves just, like with anything oh, yeah
0: but like with this poem and that I, we're testing it out to see if it actually happens if this right. happens twice folks you probably won't ever hear this me saying this but we're gonna have a lost episode marty
1: yeah it's just not it just unless isn't you know books, us personally and want to come over and listen to it on on the laptop yeah it's 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 not going to be out to the public and we will put something up saying sorry this we got, is what's we got going TK'd on. on by a poem <laughs> yeah. and, and I, I i don't know it, it's it's and weird. we're just
0: not we're not saying this to hype it up but no we're seriously our first this is our second attempt at recording this episode yeah. the first one would not let us upload under our podcast yeah. it's
1: brighter even 24 hours later yeah it's like, well, maybe something's going on, something's wacky with it. A full day later. Nope. And same exact thing.
0: And I came home after work that day, I reformatted the yep. episode, did it all over again like we just did it. Still wouldn't let it
1: on. Yeah, it's uh it's just like like I said, after a year of doing this, we've never had an issue. It's no. sometimes been slow uploading, but it's always just uh, uploaded. Yep. Uh this thing was really really weird uh go back and watch uh, i think on facebook you put the video too yeah i put you? the video up on our facebook and yeah right. it, it, to show you what it, it's doing it, it's really it was really bizarre it was a little bit unnerving i'll be honest with you that night i was like um, i slept like a baby that night yeah i, I was fine <laughs> i was just excited to get to go to work the next day that's oh, what gets me through the Marty? night yeah what, full Marty? Of shit are you really Marty too, you're right, excited i'm, I'm full of shit but yeah no uh we, we will see how it goes oh. Um uh, we're gonna hope for the best on this otherwise yeah we'll have an update of saying like yeah maybe don't mess with this poem yeah <laughs> or mess with it at your own risk
0: man. yeah let's say that you got anything else for these fine folks i
1: i really don't man it's <laughs> fingers crossed here. fingers
0: crossed this episode goes out all right folks have a good night bye <laughs>